Welcome to the Bethel Church Austin Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Pastor Joaquin Evans. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit www.bethelchurchaustin.com. One of the most uh, well-known moments, funniest moments out of the Brownsville Revival was a sweet couple rocked by the presence of God, and they were called up to the front of the stage, and they were trying to interview them and saying, what, what, happened, what happened to you tonight? What God do for you? And uh, so they're trying to interview him, and, and the guy has the microphone to the lady, and he's like, where are you guys from? And she was so undone, kind of reminding me of Stacy tonight. <laughs> she can't remember where she's from. She finally looks at her husband and she goes, honey, where are we from? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> well, we might not know where we're from, but we know where we are. We're in the presence of God. Amen? <clears throat> the presence of God is in this place tonight. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I feel like God's going to breathe increase on us. <clears throat> we uh, we're already short on time, but I really want um, I really want these guys to share. Um, our young adults pastors took a group, uh, the young adults on retreat two weeks ago, and God showed up. I mean, crazy encounter, increase, miraculous. God showed up, and uh, I just want them to come up and share what God did, because I actually believe there's an impartation on what happened, um, what broke out, and I mean like hours and hours in worship, hours stuck to the floor, crazy miracles, I believe there's an impartation um, that they have brought back and are going to release over us, so why don't you welcome Ben and Janessa, wait, they're going to come up and share, give us an update, Uh uh-oh. (laughs) <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Whoa. Thank you, Lord. Um, wow. Can we have um, Bella and Jasmine come up? You guys come up. Yeah. We, we uh, took 80 of our young adults on retreat and um, had a powerful time. Oh, man. <laughs> Such a powerful time. Uh, God broke in, um, and really, like, this freedom broke out. Uh, the last night, uh, this freedom, like, broke out in the room, and people were just uh, dancing and just this unity in the room, and literally we, we hit this level of God's presence that literally anything was possible. 
That's how it felt like in the room. And uh, it was almost as if anything we just wanted to see happen would happen. And so uh, in that place, uh, <laughs> some really cool stuff happened. Um, but one of the things we um, kind of just went after was metal uh, dissolving out of people's bodies. And um, it's just uh, a miracle we've seen before, but some, you know, the destiny of metal in your body is to dissolve. That's, uh, that's what I believe. So um, I'm going to have Jasmine come up here and share um, what, what happened uh, and what did God do for you? So um, I had a screw in my knee. Okay, they're not joking. It's really intense up here, guys. I'm shaking like crazy. Um, but <laughs> I had a screw in my knee from a knee surgery in 2013. I like blew my knee up playing sports. And for the past like almost six years, I hadn't been able to squat or if there was crazy rain coming, I was in pain and all of these things. And Saturday night at the retreat, uh, they just prayed over this metal in our bodies to dissolve. I'm about to fall over. Uh, and uh, they prayed for the screw in my knee to dissolve and be gone. And I reached down and felt it. And it usually was like a circle. And when I reached down to fill it, it was just a line. Uh, and they prayed again, and then there was just a divot in my knee where it used to be. And I could taste it as it faded away. It, like, tasted like rust smells. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, as the night progressed, someone kept asking me to test different things. And so I was like, can you do more? And I can squat again Come for on. the first time in six years. <laughs> With all the rain that's happened, I haven't had any pain since that Saturday, wow. like nothing. It's been amazing just what God's done. Come on. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Can you squat? Yeah, Jesus! <laughs> Come on. Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't know if you guys caught that. She actually, t when we prayed, she tasted like metal melting in her mouth, and the screw just dissolved out of her knee. That's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, <coughs> whoa. Um, stay up here. So actually, both of them also had another significant miracle um, happen. And I've, Janessa has seen this before. I've never, I don't remember ever personally seeing this. But we just had the idea, like, let's just pray for scars to dissolve. So scars on people's bodies to actually disappear. And I'd heard about this happening before. And so we prayed for that. And um, 
Bella, do you want to share what happened? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I used to struggle with depression and anxiety, and I'd actually tried to kill myself a couple times, but that is so much in my past, and I've had so much victory from it. But from that time, I carried self-harm scars on my hips. And <laughs> so Ben mentioned, like, he was just like, yeah, let's, let's dive into this. Let's press into it and see what happens. And people came around me, and they started praying for me. And I just got this vision of, <laughs> of Jesus when... It was after his resurrection, he presented himself to the disciples, and he was in that room, and he showed them the scars on his hands, and he showed him the scar on his side, and Jesus looked at me, and he said, I have scars so that you don't have to anymore. So I went into the bathroom, and I went, and I checked, and (laughs) my scars are gone. The really cool thing is that someone actually took a video of when I was sharing it that night, and so I was able to sh- like post it on Instagram, and I've been having people from my past when I was not walking with Jesus. I see that they're liking and they're commenting on this video, people who don't know the Lord. And so I'm like, all right, they get to see who is Bella's Jesus. Yeah. Bella's Jesus is the man who takes away self-harm scars <laughs> from his children. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. And what's crazy is Jasmine also had um, a scar literally dissolve off of your leg, right? A scar. Was it from surgery? From surgery dissolved from her leg. You guys, anything is possible. Anything is possible. So we want to release some stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. God is in the room. Um, why don't we just, why don't we just pray? What, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> if you have metal in your body, just go ahead and stand up. If you have any scars on your body, especially from any self-harm scars, uh, Jesus wants to just touch you right now. Just go ahead and stand up. Whoa. And there's a grace that was released um, when we went on this retreat for creative miracles. And so I just believe God's depositing that just in our community as a whole. Um, But if you're standing, uh, or just stay standing, but if there's anyone around you, just go ahead and um, put your hand on them. Sometimes we've noticed people actually either sometimes smell burning metal or taste almost like metal dissolving um, in their mouth when, when uh, this miracle takes place. So uh, thank you, Lord, right now. Uh, why, don't you just, why don't you just release it, Jasmine? Yeah. yeah, Lord, God, I ask that you just come in this place, Lord, that you move like only you can, Lord. Not all of the metal embodies tonight, Lord, that you just start to move there, that you just pour your fire in, to every place where there's metal, Lord, and just that you 
bring freedom from that, Lord, that you bring healing into those places, that you break off everything that's attached to that metal, Lord, all those lies, Lord. God, that this room begins to smell like metal tonight. Yes, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus, I just thank you. I thank you for what you have done for us, Lord. Hmm. That you have erased everything of our past. No matter what it has come from, no matter what it was, Lord, you took it all away. So, Jesus, we just thank you right now that you are erasing every single scar in this building right now, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, that you make us smooth and soft again. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, just pray right now. Just say metal dissolve in Jesus' name. Scars dissolve in Jesus' name right now. All the way gone in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All right. This is what I want you to do. Just uh, check it out. If you had metal in your body, try to find it. If you could feel it before. Uh, if you know you had screws that you could feel and different things like that, just check it out. Just test it out right now. Whoa. Thank you, Lord. Whoa. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Whoa. Thank you, Lord. Is there anybody you're noticing, even just right now, you're able to feel... In your body, something's shifted with metal, with scars. Check it out. Test it out. Whoa. If you need to go to the bathroom to check, you can do that too. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, man. Whoa. Thank you, Lord. Anybody noticing a difference? If not, just keep checking it out. Just throughout the night, move it around. God is here. We just release miracle grace in this room. Creative miracle grace in Jesus' name. Yeah, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want him to pray to release increase over us. Is that okay with you? Thank you, Jesus. Janessa, just pray for increase. Yeah, why don't we just stand? I just feel like there's just an invitation just to pray for a new level of hunger for God. That he would only satisfy every need, every desire. And so I just want to pray, increase. God, I thank you that there's more. That there's more available, God. And I thank you for what you've done in young adults. And we just release that right now over every person here, God. That you would just impart a new gift of hunger right now, God. To pursue your face, to pursue your presence in every single moment, God. We thank you for the more. We say more, more, more in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Stay standing. I know you've been standing all night, so just might as well stay standing <clears throat> a little bit longer. Come on, thank you, Jesus. We bless these guys. Um, come on, really bless them. What they're, what they're, 
what they're carrying, what they're carrying and releasing in our in our environment is phenomenal. I also saw God healing jaws. When they were talking about metal, I saw actually even uh, feeling fillings disappearing. <clears throat> you won't you won't necessarily know that till later. You get home and you check. Thank you, Jesus. I saw a digestive condition uh, being healed tonight in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. And God's just been doing it with arthritis. So, Father, we thank you for breakthrough over arthritis in the room in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. And I saw a scar. They were going after scar, but I saw a scar on the neck. But mobility, I saw mobility being restored. <clears throat> So you might notice that first before you even realize that the scar is gone. But here's what I want you to do. I want you just to check your body uh, through the service tonight. And when you realize that God did something, you just stand up and wave at me, right? Just interrupt me. Because the good news of God is worth being interrupted for. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, Jesus. We give him praise one more time. All right. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I, uh, I'm going to share, I think at this point, it's going to be more of an exhortation, <laughs> maybe than a message, but we are in um, a really phenomenal time, a phenomenal moment, and uh, the, just the presence of God is becoming thicker and thicker more and more prevalent, and how amazing was worship tonight, amen? And you've heard me, you've heard me say it, I'm going to keep on saying it, that the promise, Psalms 22, is that he inhabits the praise of his people Israel, and that we have all been grafted in, amen? That we are his people, and that, that the promise of the word is that he inhabits our praise, or that he, he the, the literal is that he establishes his throne amongst our praise or he builds up his throne amongst our praise and as we continue to give God wholehearted abandoned exuberant worship that he comes in greater and greater measure and is literally making himself at home in our midst thank you Jesus so we're going to keep on praising and we're going to keep on worshiping and then when we're done with that, we're going to keep on praising some more <laughs> and keep on worshiping some more. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> There's exuberant worship and praise isn't going to end on either side of eternity. So we might as well just get used to it now. Amen. Can I have that one? Thank you, Jesus. You know, as, as God establishes his presence as he visits us more and more of his goodness and his grace is being released in our midst and you hear me saying this all the time too that the miraculous of God isn't about the miraculous it's about his nature and his nature is love that the reason that God comes and heals people is because he wants them to know how much that he's madly in love with them it says, go into all the world and heal the sick, and as you do, tell them the kingdom of God has just come near to you. God's loving on his people. 
We're not impressed with his miracles. We're impressed with his nature. But the overflow of being impressed with his nature is miracles can't help but happen. It's, it's because it's who he is. <laughs> He's not going to stop being good. <laughs> and if we make place for his goodness, then good things can't help but happen. Somebody say amen to that. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. He's going to come and keep on coming. And some of the good, the good things that we've heard recently is, I, we just heard this testimony this week. A young, a young boy, elementary school age, was asleep during service and woke up with a start and looked at his mom during worship, woke up with a start, looked at his mom and said, I just felt a hand come into my body and pull lactose intolerance out of my body. Whoa. <laughs> now he's around fifth grade, right? Lactose intolerance pulled out of my body. Now the thing is, it wasn't just it wasn't just your minimal lactose intolerance. He had a severe allergy to whey that would actually put him in the hospital. He got dairy whey. It would, he would be in the emergency room, and he woke up, said, "I just felt a hand come and pull lactose intolerance out of my body. I want to go get a milkshake." <laughs> Come on, the faith of a child, right? <clears throat> and uh, the parents probably using wisdom said, we should start a little bit slower than that. I don't, wanna, I don't want an emergency room visit. So they tested him with some, with some small portions of things, sample things. No reaction, no reaction, no reactions. After a few days, the dad took him to, to the, uh, the burger shop and they got milkshakes. Zero reaction. Completely healed. Come on, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and wow, behavioral stuff in the same same young boy is actually being corrected off of the back of this. The teachers are noticing uh, change. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, when God comes. <laughs> And he dwells in a midst among his people that he calls friends. To the point where in worship, people are getting healed of severe conditions while they're asleep. Somebody say thank you, Jesus, to that. People are getting healed. We've shared it. People are getting more and more reports. People are getting healed in the parking lot. Before they make it into church. Why does that happen? Because the presence of God is there. But God has an agenda, and he wants the world to know how good he is. We got waving. We got lots of, hi. <laughs> First time visitors? No. I'm just, what's, what's happening here? It was God who pulled the lactose intolerance out. Yeah, I, I kind of figured that part. That's awesome. Is that? <laughs> Who's that? Is that who it happened to or a friend? or Is he your friend? What's your name? Leo, you're awesome, Leo. We bless you. Mighty man, fire of God all over you. 
Come on, thank you, Jesus. God has, God has a plan. He wants the world to know how good he is. And I, I love to ask people when, when God shows up, when God does the miraculous I love, we get through what happened, what, what, what God do in your body, what couldn't you do before, that's great. And I'd love to end with, how does that make you feel? Because that's the point. And they always, they always respond with, I feel so loved. Or I feel known, I feel seen, I feel like he's near. Why? Because the point is that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hi, what's happening? You couldn't squat before, now you can squat. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. I'm happy just to be interrupted all night, so. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I tell you, hi there. What's happening? Your jaw is better. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, this might be a losing battle up here, but that's all right. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. God can always interrupt whatever I had to say. Because <clears throat> the point is that we came to meet with him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Where was I? Talking about his goodness, I'm sure. <laughs> God, is, God is moving in our midst. That's all I have to say. God bless you. Have a good night. <laughs> This this is more. What? Hold on, I'll I'll come to you. I had surgery when I was 16 years old from a car accident. So that was uh, 10 years ago. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I have not had any feeling in this knee. I can feel it. Whoa. 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 (laughs) How does that make you feel? It's a memorial stone, right? Uh, A a memorial stone. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. I can feel it. I can feel it coming off of you. Stacy, I can relate. I only have three points. is moving in our midst. 
God. <laughs> What's happening? Full mobility back in the neck. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Listen, God is heart. <laughs> okay, I changed my mind. Just wait till the end. I'll ask at the end who else God is. <laughs> All right, deal? Okay, I'll, I'll check in the end. Listen, God is moving. God's heart is on this city right now in a profound way. God is doing something right now. He wants, he wants this city to know how good he is. Because this city has a place of influence like few others. And when this city catches it, the world is going to catch it. Thank you, Jesus. And my message tonight, it was going to be, how thin is your veil? And we'll see how far we get. <laughs> how thin is your veil? Because when God is moving, our job is just simply to catch what he's doing. That we don't have to create the wind, we just get to be the kite. And God is moving. Tumors are dissolving, marriages are being restored, depression is leaving, self-harm scars are disappearing. I don't know if you're catching this, but God is at work. God is moving in our midst, and we need to be surrendered. For what he's doing. You know, we're on team Jesus. And Jesus is winning. You are on team Jesus and Jesus is winning. And here's the good news. He's not just up by two points. Look, he's not, he's not coming in the fourth quarter up by two points. Like this is a nail biter. I'm not sure what's going to happen. It's going to come down to the wire. No, Jesus is winning by a whole lot. How much? The book's already written. That's how much he's winning. It's already done. It's already finished. He's already won. <laughs> Listen, he's winning by so much that it's not just the starters in the game. You know what happens when you get a blowout? You know, it's a, it's, it's, if it's a nail-biter, two points, fourth quarter, only the best players are in the game. But listen, when you're up by 79 points... When you're up by 179 points, what happens then? The coach starts putting everybody in. <laughs> the second string, the third string, the water boy, get in there. The cheerleaders, hey, you want to play? Come on, we're up by 179 points, get in there. You know what else happens? <laughs> You can just, oh, never mind. I'm going to keep going. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> How thin is your veil? Because there's, there's two veils that, that the Bible talks about. And the first, obviously, is the veil that was in the, the tabernacle of Moses. And this, this veil separated the holy place from the most holy place. From the, the place where where the mercy seat 
dwelt, where the cherubims with their wings extended over the mercy seat and the, the, the Shekinah presence of God dwelt. The kabod of God dwelt there. The unadulterated presence of God dwelt there. I mean, the, the presence of God that didn't, that didn't require our action. The, the presence of God that wasn't a response to our worship, that wasn't, that didn't, he didn't just come and we got it right. No, he was abiding there all the time. Thank you, Jesus. And, <clears throat> whoa. Exodus 26, 31. You shall make a veil woven of blue, purple, and scarlet thread and fine woven linen. It shall be woven with an artistic design of cherubim. You shall hang it on the four pillars of acacia wood overlaid with gold. Their hooks shall be gold upon four sockets of silver. And you shall hang the veil from the clasp. Then you shall bring the ark of the testimony in there behind the veil. The veil shall be a divider for you between the holy place and the most holy place. Now here's the thing. The veil of the old covenant was actually a divide because only the high priest was allowed to go in to the holy of holies and not only one time a year. But how many people know that that wasn't God's highest plan? That was, that was God's place keeper until Jesus came, because he came to release the fullness of the glory. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and that, what, that which once served as a divide, and, and the historian Josephus says that the veil was four inches thick, and that horses with rope connected to either side couldn't tear it apart. That's how thick the veil was. But Jesus, uh, somebody, somebody say, but Jesus. Uh, uh, thank you, Father. Uh, I'm trying to make this short. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Matthew 27 Verse 50, and Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the veil of the temple was torn from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks were split, the tombs were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they entered the holy city and appeared to many. Now the centurion and those who were with him keeping guard over Jesus when they saw the earthquake and the things that were happening became very frightened and said, truly, this was the Son of God. That when Jesus died on the cross, that four-inch thick veil that was a divide was torn from top to bottom. And just in case you didn't think that was a significant event, that it says that the earth shook and the rocks were shat, broken apart. And the, the, the centurions were afraid because of what they saw. And their response was, truly, this was the Son of God. Thank you, Jesus. That when the veil was torn, it changed everything. 
that when Jesus came and died on the cross, we stepped into the release of the fullness of glory. And that veil, which once was a divide, that God had to create a divide because of sin, sin had now been dealt with. So the veil that once kept us out was now torn so he could invite us back in. Thank you, Jesus. His glory is in this place, and it's only increasing. <laughs> that the veil was torn, and that this tearing of the veil was initiated from his end, not from ours. Who tore the veil? Not a trick question. Who tore the veil? Jesus. God did. He tore the veil. We didn't do it. But he did it. Why? Because he wants his kids back. Yeah. The Father sent Jesus to live a perfect, sinless life and die on the cross so that he could be reconciled, so his children could be reconciled to him. He wants his kids back. And this, whew, this veil that is torn, that was, that was torn from God's end, is like God, God, the Father sent his son. He came. He lived a perfect life. He died. He took our sins on himself. He died on the cross. He paid the ultimate price. The veil was torn, and now the invitation is there. You know what that's called? That's called leaning in. <laughs> that's, that's God pursuing you. That God has done everything he can on his end. That the veil is wide open. He's leaning in. He's saying, here I am. Here I am. Here I am. But you know what happens is, is some, some of us still... We stand over here and, and religion and, and time and all these things sneak into our thoughts and we go, well, you know what, God, I'm available. And if you want me, you know where to find me. I'm over here. And the whole time, God's wide open like this, leaning in, going, just accept what I'm doing for you. And instead, we're over here going, well, you know where to find me. And wondering why God hasn't crashed in. Wondering why he hasn't shown up with his fullness yet. Thank you, Jesus. That, that, that God who, he's tipped the scales. He paid, he paid this ultimate price that, that God is, he didn't give half of himself. Can I get an amen on that? That that wasn't a half-hearted effort or a half-hearted pursuit. He sent his son who died on a cross. That's him fully committed <laughs> that he's tipped the scales. And you know that the reality that, that the law of, of gravity, the law of momentum, that, that, that it, it requires something that's been tipped over off of his axis is going to fall. Unless there's opposite resistance. I don't think you caught what I just said. <laughs> Listen, if I go too far forward, I'm going to fall. 
unless somebody comes and says no. Unless there's resistance. God's already tipped the scale. He's falling over. He li- <laughs> He's falling over onto us. <laughs> our job, Dylan got it. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Listen, our job isn't to get God to come. Our job is just to move the resistance. <laughs> That God tore the veil. Can I get another amen to that? (laughs) But what we haven't realized, that that God tore the veil, that God opened the door, that what we haven't realized is that there's two doors. You know, in the the south, in in hot climates, houses, especially older houses, they have have the, the, the solid door, they have the wood door, and they have the screen door. There's two doors. And you open one, and look, they, they, they usually open opposite directions from each other. And you open one, and then you open the other. You got to open both. Have you, ever, have you ever seen somebody who didn't realize that the screen door was still closed? <laughs> right? They're like, oh, the door's open. They're late, and they run out, smash, right, in the screen door, right? Why? Because they didn't realize that the second door was closed. And God, God has opened open the door on his end. And he's leaning in. That he's, that he's torn the veil on his end. Thank you, Jesus. Shane actually preached on this a couple of weeks ago. But I'm going to hit it again because it's that good. In 2 Corinthians Chapter 3, verse 16, it says, Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. In the context, it talks about when, when Moses is read, a veil still lies on our hearts. Meaning, meaning the, the, the old covenant, when, when the glory was confined. But in the time of Jesus, the glory is released. <laughs> <laughs> that a veil remains on the heart here, but over here the veil is taken away. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We all know this, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. That, that, that this veil is taken away. It's that second door being opened. That there's, two, there's two veils. And God has torn his. <laughs> and all we have to do is tear ours. He's opened his door. All we have to do is open ours. But listen, if you thought there was only one veil, some of us have been doing this. Boom. 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 I don't know. Why isn't this working? Boom. I believe the Bible said it's true. Boom. Why isn't this working? Why isn't it working for me? Why is it working for that person over there? It's not working for me. I feel like there's a glass ceiling. I feel like there's an invisible wall. (laughs) 
Because behold, listen, he opens his door and then he knocks. <laughs> Whoa. Anyone who hears and opens the door. Whoa, thank you, Jesus. That, that God has torn his veil. And we have the privilege to do likewise. That the veil that, that has laid over our hearts, it's, it's taken away when we turn to the Lord. But that, that word turn is, is the conjunction of two words. The first is unto. And the second is to turn or, or to revert or, or to turn around or even to come back to yourself. Like the prodigal son, he came back to himself and he came running to the father. Huh. To turn, to revert, it e it e to come back to yourself or even to convert. Upon conversion, the veil is removed. But listen, when we give our life to Jesus, when, we, when we're converted, it's not a momentary thing. It happens in a moment, but then we walk it out. Turning to Jesus isn't a glance. It's not a like, oh, hey, Jesus, now go on with my life how it was. Can I get an amen to that? It's not a glance, right? It's we turn and we behold. When my life turned around, I'm going this direction. I gave my life to Jesus. It wasn't like, oh, hey, Jesus, and I keep going. No, I turned around, and now I'm in pursuit of the one who's pursuing me. Look, to, look, to turn isn't a glance. It's to gaze. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I love you, Jesus. I'm all over the place, but that's okay. Psalms 27, verse 4, we all know it. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. Listen, God's, God is tearing veils. But it doesn't just happen just with momentary glances when we turn and we gaze. Jesus, you're so beautiful. Jesus, your presence is here. Jesus, you're doing miraculous things. God, people are getting healed just stepping out of their cars in the parking lot. Children are getting healed as they're asleep in the presence. God, you're doing more than I could think or imagine. God, I'm alive for such a time as this. Do you know what's happened is the veil is being torn and torn and torn and torn and torn. There's a, there's a story we all love in Luke 5 that, that Jesus is in the house ministering. says the power of God is present to heal them all. And his, these friends bring a paralytic man to the house, and they can't get in because of the crowds of people. And so they give up, and they go home, and they say, Jesus, well, you know, you know I'm available. You know where I am if you want to heal me. <laughs> oh, wait, that's the wrong story. No, the story is that they can't get in the house 
but they climb up on the roof and they, what, tear tiles off the roof to descend their friend down into the midst of Jesus. Sometimes we're called to tear the tiles off. (laughs) His door is open. He's leaning in. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to pray. Can I have the worship team come up? Anyone? Someone? Anyone who knows how to play the piano in the room? If you can just start on the piano and listen. Here's the, here's the thing. The wind of God is moving in our midst. The wind of God is moving in our midst. And I feel like God is inviting us to open the door to all that he's doing. Thank you, Jesus. Because here's the reality. If we don't stop, he's not going to stop. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I'll say it again. If we don't stop, If we don't stop praising, people are like, when is worship going to get shorter? (laughs) Never. Never. Listen. Not on this side of eternity or the other. (laughs) If you can't handle this, you're really not ready for that. Listen, if we don't stop, if we don't stop surrendering, he's not going to stop coming. If we don't don't stop coming in awe, he's not going to stop showing up. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit www.bethelchurchaustin.com.